handle the truth. I'm Jim Price of Jim Price Show Daily Update. Thank you guys so much for being here. It is August 29th. It's Tuesday, 2023. Well, looks like August is just about gone. And so is the sanity in which we think we live in. Uh, We also realize that this is how this plays out. Remember we had the big heat dome in the middle of America, then about the same time as Hillary Clinton's, uh, I'm sorry, Freudian slip, Hillary, uh, Killary, wait, I'm not sorry, how I, you know what I'm talking about. Well, there was a hurricane in the Pacific Ocean, which I don't know. I've been alive a day or two and don't remember that happening. Uh, anyway, as a Category 4 uh, hurricane strikes its path towards L.A., suddenly there's an earthquake in California, and it gets rained on in Phoenix and Vegas. All right, however that works, I don't understand it, but uh, I do understand it. You know it as well as I do. Weather manipulation and other things is a constant, and the manipulation of you and your time and your body is also their uh, their ad. But we had the heat dome only because we sucked all the moisture and threw the jet stream up over the uh, Nebraska, the Central America, center part of America, and we had the hundreds last week. Now we've got the hurricane down in South Florida, but oops, we just happened to contaminate I don't know, a lot of gasolina. Well, what are you going to need to get out of town with? Gasoline, right? Well, what are you going to do with gasoline that's got diesel in it? Probably not drive as fast as you thought you were. But, uh, oh, DeSantis, the guy who took money from Soros and the Arabics already, well, he said he was going to go ahead and uh, get you guys some extra, you know, vroom vroom juice, and hopefully you guys will get out of there just in time not to die. But this is what happens. When you've got to rely on the government, they obviously screw it up. And uh, there, is the, uh, there is the statement I make quite often. The government, everything the government touches, it screws. And uh, you can use whatever word you want for the S word I used at the end. But this is the problem with what we have going on in society around us. I am absolutely tired of this. I don't need government. I need freedom and liberty. That's it. Simple as that. So as we, uh, this whole thing continues to go round and round, we have to understand that this is not how the world works. We know that the world goes in cycles. We know that the, um, the different things that happen in our life, that they are cyclical, and we understand that. But we also know that um, that's okay, and that's the, the earth heats up and cools off, and we're in a polar uh, ice cap uh, cycle right now, which would mean we're in an ice age. Guys, understand that they use misuse these terms because you're too stupid to know the truth. You're too stupid to know the definition, and they can use insurrection any the way they want to. They can use sedition. They can use psychedelics. They can use all these different fancy words to put whatever they want on you and manipulate you continuously over and over again. Anyway, I digress. Uh, we do have some special guests with us today. Maureen and John. Maureen? Maureen? Maureen. All right. I screwed up yesterday's guest too, and uh, let's do it with you guys. I don't want to buck a trend. Uh, John and Maureen are here, and uh, it's your stage, folks. So whoever wants to go first, you guys tell us how we can find you, and uh, we'll go from there. 
All right. Well, thanks for having us on, Jim. Um, yeah, this is my husband, John, and uh, we <clears throat> we're so grateful to have this opportunity uh, to, to your end. Um, the weaponizing of the courts um, doesn't isn't just at the top. It goes all the way down to the um, the family courts and. and um, August 15th, um, we got a uh, envelope full of about 50 documents. And John, I'll let you take it from here and, and you can tell people what it is you received um, in that envelope. Right. Yeah. Thanks, Em. So it's it's kind of shocking, Jim. I mean, you see the corrupt legal system, you know, on TV every night and you see it nationally. But when it hits home, when when it's used as a weapon against you, it's shocking and it's it, you you feel um, well, you feel helpless. And on Thursday, we received an, a, an email from an opposing counsel. We'll get to that in a second mm -hmm. with a writ of garnishment for. And this is the first time I've heard of it. There was no. Um, uh no letters, no, you know, you like the sheriff showing at, you know, up at your house, serving right. you, no certified mail. They just no threw email. the mail, hoping you'd get it. Just right? One email Thursday night oh, that says they're going to, an email, email. Oh, wow. With a copy of a garnishment, a writ of garnishment signed by a judge, forget this, $656,000 that was going to start as soon as possible. So that you guys got that in your coin jar, don't you, in your bedroom? I mean, isn't that what everybody has? Well, right? yeah, right. Yeah, we wrote out a check right away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, I leave a lot of change in my laundry, right. and so, yeah, it's it's been a shocking week. And um, now, what is it, this for? What do you what are you guys getting banged for on six? You said six hundred thousand dollars, round number. Six hundred fifty. I think it's six hundred fifty. I figure I did the math. I would have to work until it was about 115. Well, these, these are life goals. You want to get started on it right away, right? So I'm just being facetious. Uh, so what is this? Uh, what is this about? What did you guys? Who did you piss off? Well, go, you want to cover this, Em? Oh, I think she's locked up. I think she has to come. Oh, All right, I'm there. sure. Um, John oh, got divorced. Back in oh wait, wait, go ahead, go ahead, Marina. You, you were froze up there for a second. Go ahead. Uh, Okay, so John um, got divorced, um, his second wife, he got divorced back in 2011, and um, they had three young children at the time. Mm -hmm. And so wanting to keep things amicable and not as contentious by utilizing lawyers, they they agreed to utilize a divorce mediator. Um, so when John went to show up to the divorce mediation, he walked in, um, his ex-wife was already there with the mediator slash attorney, and was just handed a a packet of, of material that basically outlined what he would have to pay in alimony and child support and told that it was non-negotiable, you know, based on you make this amount. And so here's what you have to pay. And, um, unfortunately, you know, when I met him a couple years later, it doesn't work like that. This all took place in the state of Colorado. Um, there's two criteria that you need to meet in this state of Colorado in order to get alimony in the first place, they call it maintenance there, um, is you have to have the need. And then the other person has to have the ability to pay. At the time, um, Shannon was making six figures in her own right. Um, so the need wasn't there. And there wasn't a judge in the world that would have ordered that. Mm -hmm. um, and then six months later, my husband was out of work. He was um, 
was no longer employed. He went 15 months without a job. Now, that's another criteria. You can always go back and change child support and alimony given a significant change in circumstance and certainly losing one's job. Qualifies for that. Yeah. Uh, we're having a little bit of connectivity, connectivity for you, Maureen. So if he would have gone back six months and, and Shannon would have... Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. You're, you're breaking up a little can bit. John, can you fill that in I can. for us? Now? Go ahead. Jim, I can... I can I can run with this. I okay. I happen to be there, so uh, yeah. I know all the gory details. Right. Um, go ahead. It's yours. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So the, I paid it. Basically, I paid as much as I could. I the I was given the schedule. I was very. Uh, my it was eye popping, obviously, uh-huh. um, and it's based on your previous two years and. Um, and the, uh, you know, capped out on the child support. Now I'm fine with the time when, when men go through this, I I can't speak for all men, but my thought was, you know, this is shameful to begin with. Nobody goes, gets married and thinks they're, you know, boy, I aspire to get divorced someday. You do the best you can, things happen and it doesn't always work out. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, there should be, you know, you try to protect the kids, you try to protect the, um, you know, I think the integrity of the family, I naively thought, well, if two people are going to treat each other this way, maybe we can have two healthy households. I thought right. that, you know, hopefully she'll meet someone and and go on with her life and, and I'll meet someone as I did and go on with my life and have a happy life. Right. Um, and, and hopefully we can mitigate any problems, be, you know, so the kids... Are, are healthy. That was my thought. Right. And I proceeded like that, even after losing my job, being in tech, it, it's, you have challenging peaks and valleys and, mm-hmm. and that happens. But w- once you kind of lose your mojo, it's hard to get back at, at the level I was at with, right. with, uh, uh, young startup companies and IPOs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. And, but I did the best I could. Um, fast forward to 2017, and up to, to up to that point, I had paid um, right around three hundred thousand dollars towards the you know the child support and the maintenance. Right. And um, Maureen, uh, being a paralegal, had looked at this and said, "Well, you've been out of work as much as you've been in work, and this person's a, a senior VP at a large insurance company. They don't have a need anymore." Right. And and by the way, you're also paying half of the lift tickets for the year, half of the car, half of the kids trip down to, you know, summer vacation in, um, you know, in South America looking for, you know, turtles on the beach, all of that stuff. Yeah. And I, I was decimated. So we sat down with our therapist and with um, my ex at the time and said, we can't do this anymore. Number one, I don't have any money. Number two, uh, if we go back and reopen this court case, you'll actually owe me uh, child support. Now, I don't want to do any of this. I just want to move on with my life. If you'll agree to just, this is a wash, you'll uh, um, uh, relieve us of the balance of the payments, and we won't go back to court. And the therapist was there, witnessed that, uh, then later that year, we actually went through a bankruptcy. And as part of that, I had to put the balance that was owed 
and then disputed in that bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. And uh, not my, my ex at the time, you know, obviously knew that we had to call her and confer with her on the exact amount. She then talked to our lawyer at the time because she thought she potentially would have tax exposure. But the lawyer, you know, had the conversation. She, you know, was everybody understood that she had uh, um, foregone the balance of the of the amount. Now, this is 2017. That's the last of it. That's we Maureen and I, you know, go on our merry way, move up to Montana. Mm -hmm. There has been no activity at all on this until Thursday evening. Wow. Last Thursday evening. Last Thursday evening. Okay. And it's been a windmill of, of I don't know. <laughs> um, Let me ask you a quick question here. I, and I'm. And this is a facetious question. There's no judgment on you whatsoever, but I'm just making this a generalized question. What part of your children's well-being, your children's well-being, has been sacrificed because of either – your inability to pay or um, whatever. I mean, ha, what, I mean, I, I know you guys have taken well, care of your kids. Holy, that, Jim, but, that is an excellent, that's a terrific question. Where, where's never where's the damage? That. Who's I been think, damaged? I can tell you, I think the fact that they were brought up in the, the best neighborhoods, went to the best schools, had everything has been a disadvantage. Right. The fact that, that uh, part of the argument has to do with 529 plans. Where we socked away, I socked away, you know, enough for each of them to go to college. Right. College has been a com- catastrophe for them, and I'm just thinking, you know, much but of I mean, what like, as, we're... as a father though, you didn't, your kids weren't eating government cheese because you didn't, you know. It sounds like your wife is a fairly successful individual in her own right, and then to mm-hmm. say that she has to come back to the well to get something from you, why have we? And I'm going to go off on a tangent here. This has nothing to do with your case, and I apologize if it it doesn't go along with what you were thinking. But I do not understand. I went through this exact thing. Now, not maybe with some of the zeros or the longevity that you guys have done it in, but um, my my mediator, after receiving 1,100 pages through fax, which back then that was when it went, you know, every single one. Um, you know, 1100 pages of your, you know, this guy's of this, this guy's of that. I wrote three paragraphs and I did end up getting full custody from my mediator, which was known as a headhunter. They were, he was absolutely a horrible individual. Uh, he has since passed. I'm not trying to disparage the guy, but he was known for being a, I mean, he just chopped the men off of heads, all our heads off of men all the time. As a society, I'm going to, I'm going to say this women have created this. I am as equal as a man, except for when. It is a divorce or some type of criminal case, and then the women automatically get this, this car blanche check, this car blanche to say, oh, I want a protective order. I want money. I've been victimized. Oh, he touched me where I didn't want to. I didn't want, he said these things to me. Look what they've done to Trump. Look what they've done to this. And I don't, I'm, this is a lesson to the family courts and the DCF. You're lucky DCF isn't part of this, Child Protective Services, because this could get mountains worse if your children were still, quote-unquote, underage. Um, all the things that they have done with this DCF stuff, all these stuff that they've done, 
is tearing fathers out of the lives of children. And our country is suffering because we don't have fathers in the home. We've turned fathers into ATM machines. And this is absolutely the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen a society actually champion is the fact that every time a woman decides to have a baby, suddenly there's a dude on the hook for 18 plus years. And you say you put money in the child's fund? You say you put all that in there? Good grief, dude. You're killing it. And yet you're going to have to come back on another 600, I mean, quarter million dollars? I, I, I am, no, no. this is not what we're yeah, talking half about. Half a million, half a million, Jim. And it's, it's well, never been about is, money. 650,000 is closer to half a million or three quarters of a million than it is half a million. I mean. Look, but, but you're right. It's not about the money. This is yeah. just, this is someone who just wants to be nasty to someone else. It's just indecent. Yeah. And, and, you know, part of this, this effort, I'm, and, you know, reading stories of other men who are jailed, who who have no way of paying at all, their just lives are destroyed. The suicide rate, um, this is this is a huge problem. Right. And it's not about the money. It's about it's just bitter, angry people doing indecent things to other people that are totally unnecessary. Yeah. And it's just unfortunate. People have a chance to. Just do, do something fair. Just honor your word. Go back to, you know, why do we have to follow these, these antiquated legal procedures that only enrich lawyers right. and only give power to that system? Yep. I mean, this is an easy, easy. If if we sat around a table and there was just a, a, a mediator that didn't have a, a horse in the race, this is a simple one. Yeah. One person paid over $300,000, went bankrupt, Mm-hmm. And and did everything they could for their kids and their family to sustain some sort of normal normalcy. The other one didn't, not at all. And then the other one is doing something, uh, you know, seven years later, right. not to enrich themselves, but to inflict pain. They're and they're using the court system to do that, and the court is more than happy to facilitate that. And that is a, that is a tragedy. That is a tragedy to not just me, but people like me all over the place. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about this. I mean, we're having to have this discussion where I could sit down with an accountant and do some simple math, use their own worksheet, not giving the mother a 30% bump because she has a vagina. I'm just being very, being very real. If you actually, have you ever seen, have you actually seen the worksheet that they use? Have you seen it? Have yeah. you seen how they so the one they go ahead the no, one no, they presented me I I can remember in my head and it was you know 15 years ago. Yeah, so there's a sheet. It's a one-page sheet. Uh his income, her income, uh then there's a there's this factor put into it where it's like literally okay, if she makes $100,000 a year, she now makes $70,000 a year. And if they're not careful how they do the math, it will actually add 30% to your income. And so now not only is there a 30% swing, it's a 60% swing. I paid over $30,000 extra to my ex in just a year's time, and the court said, uh, looks like you guys are even. So trust me, I've been down this path, not at the zeros you have. I caught it early on mine, uh, but I didn't get to see my kids for a long time because we were in dispute of custody. So this whole thing of the idea that this root cause of everything is the money, uh, she's not saying, I want this man to spend more time with his kids. I want this man to be at the bas- basketball, football, s- softball, tennis, whatever. That, that's not what she demanded. 
She didn't demand that you spend time with your kids during the summer, that you pick them up at school every day at four o'clock. She just wants zeros. And that shows the intent. It's, or the it's truth actually in their different heart. than that, Jim. She just wants to inflict pain. She's right. she's worth, I mean, I can't speculate exactly, but she's a senior VP at a large insurance company. She she well, you has know the two insurance company parents. doesn't make any money. Come you on, know, man. But, You've seen those figures. They barely get bonuses. I'm being very facetious. <laughs> yeah, what are the insurance companies making yeah. right now? Well, what's the uh, see, here's my thing too. It's like okay, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Have you gone back and, and uh looked at any uh private stock offerings that she's been offered over the years? Have you gone back and and looked at the um the the little things where they do deferred uh bonuses? That was like never that? I just want to be left alone. Right. I don't in, I would never I don't. Well, I want her to be happy. Go on, do your life. I know. Meet someone. You got seven hundred. You got six hundred fifty thousand reasons know. to get mad at somebody now. So that's what I would say. Yeah. What's interesting here, Jim? I don't know if you guys, if I have a better connection now, but yeah. the children in question are 27, 25, and twenty-one. We're not dealing with kids anymore. We're dealing with full-grown adults. Yeah. Um. So this is coming out of the blue, especially since there was already. Uh, an oral agreement. And what we're finding with the court is that they will not allow um, the oral agreement that was witnessed by two attorneys and a therapist into court. Um, apparently, you know, the only uh, oral agreement is, you know, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth? That that oral agreement, if you break that in court, will, will bring you up on perjury charges. But um, we can't bring in witnesses to show she made this agreement. Um, so when she wrote the papers to court, she said there was no other agreement when indeed there was, but we can't bring in the people to prove it. See, and I, and I know you guys are fresh in this. So I'm looking at it from an outside perspective and I know that, you know, John, listen to me. I know you said it's not about the money, dude, or, or this or that. And the sad part of it is it's the intent in her heart. She just wants yeah. zeros, you know, and she knows that's the easiest way to do it. But I will give you one more caveat to this. The state, the state makes money by charging you or overcharging you, that's why they're doing this. That's why the state's involved. You know, they get a taste of everything that you're giving her. They get a, mm -hmm. they get a piece of all that. So they got a dog in the fight. So they're not neutral anymore. This is a sad, sad day that we live in our country where this discussion is absolutely being had. And what I was gonna go back to is if you go back in the statement I was making earlier, if an accountant were to simply sit down and take apples for apples and just go down through you guys' true asset, what you guys claim on taxes, do the actual W-2s, what you claimed on taxes, verify it. All this goes away. But the court of public opinion, the emotional court that you guys have been going through or have now been victim to, victimized to for this last Thursday, this is a machine that did this. This is a machine that's going to eat you and they will do everything they can to take every dollar they can out of you because they make money on top of this. If you're going to make, let's say, if you're going to make 7%, on I'll make seven hundred. I'll make seven percent on six hundred fifty thousand. I mean, why not? That's what the courts are doing. See, this is the part mm -hmm. where we not, we're missing this. And then there's going to be a transaction fee. By the way, when you pay in, they make a portion of the transaction fee that you pay into the system on. So one, not only mm -hmm. do they make money from the 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 woman, but then they make money off of you when they do the transaction. So you pay for the transaction. Then there's all this stuff. I'm just giving you the backside of this. But here's the thing. What are we going to do to get you out of this? What can we do? What is, is there lawyers to, involved? Is there, what do we, how do we get you out of this? We do have uh, lawyers involved. The first lawyer we called, interesting enough, told us to move to a different country uh, and to head for the hills and change our name and live off yeah. the grid. Um, and, you know, that's not our choice. You know, we want to not only help 
help ourselves, but to help others, the, the legal system needs to change uh-huh. for, for certain. Um, you made a comment earlier, Jim, and I just want to address that um, regarding what women do in court. And I agree with that. I've seen it. I've seen girlfriends of mine get divorced and do it, throw the abuse card on the table, which harms other women that truly are abused when you start throwing those charges against good fathers. Mm-hmm. And um, we need good dads, and there's a lot of them out there, but it's it's women that get bitter and angry, and they they shut these men out. And, and to your end, they just they teach the kids that dad is just a walking wallet like he's nothing more than that jordan peterson just had an interesting interview with um bill maher and in it he said you know the court the the jails are full of violent men um but violence comes out different in women um that kind of anti-social behavior and it comes out as reputation savaging gossip mongering and exclusion and that's exactly what these women do they exclude their father the father from their children's lives um, you know, they they badmouth him all over town and they absolutely savage their reputation. And, and certainly, you know, I witnessed all of this happen to John, but I've seen it happen all over the place. And, and the court needs to change and stop allowing women to weaponize the justice system against good fathers. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about that. Think about the anger you have, because the problem is, is that you see the weaknesses in women that do this. You're a woman. You understand it. You know they work in an emotional-based spaghetti bowl of thoughts and emotions at the same time where men are compartmentalized. Hey, you want me to give you 100 bucks? Here's 100 bucks. I'll figure it out. But yet that's taken advantage of, right? Because we're doers. We're problem solvers. This is what we do. This is how we are. And the sad part of it is is that, yes, like you said, now you're setting up a generational abuse, a generational cycle of injury that will not stop unless someone breaks that. Now, I would say yes, I, I, w- I would agree with the moving out of country or getting off the grid or just quitting your job. And, man, I'm a t- I, I don't, John, I don't envy you, man. I know the heart. You, I know in your heart. I feel it. I know where you're talking about. You want to be a man. You want to stand up for the right thing. You want to take care of your kids. If you have a bill, you want to pay it. But I've been there where there's a time where you're like, I could live under a bridge and not have to deal with this. And it would just be that much easier. And the sad part of it is that's what they're driving men to. That's why men are at 75% success rate of suicide because they mean it. And when they intend to do it, women only have about a 20 to 30% success rate in suicide. So, again, this shows the, the, the difference of men and women. But the courts have now demonized where, again, a couple bad actors. Yeah, some guys roughed up some women. Guys didn't pay child support. Now the rest of us have got to be demonized. It's absolutely ludicrous and absolutely unbelievable. Uh, have you been able to establish or maintain a friendship with you or a relationship with your children since this is all going on? Uh, two out of the three, yes. And is yeah. it, it's, But it's a tenuous. Is it tenuous? I mean, you did a lot of gasping there well, when you were talking. It's like, yeah. I think I, think I, I suffer from uh, what a lot of uh, adult parents suffer from, and that's uh, – political detachment mm-hmm. you know the the colleges have not been good to uh family cohesiveness let's right. just say and um so that's been a that's a huge problem it, it doesn't have anything to do with this but that's another you know that that's a bigger problem for another day but yes i talked to two out of three of them matter of fact i talked to my adult son and and reasoned with him i said hey listen uh this is not going to go well. I mean, this is going to be a disaster for everyone, particularly me. And he talked to his mother and, and her response was he deserves it. 
Not that she deserves it or they deserve it, but I deserve the pain. I deserve whatever's coming to me. And this is what I mean by the weaponization of, of the legal system and the courts allow this. Um, and it's and and you know we joined a bunch of fathers' rights groups and and this is so not an isolated case. I mean this is rampant um, all over the country um, where fathers are being axed out of their kids' lives not because they want to be but because the court you know allows the women to weaponize the justice system against good dads. Yeah. Oh, incidentally, they're trying to get me arrested. By the way, too. That's <laughs> for so for what? Uh, contempt of court for a case that I knew nothing about. Okay. That's yeah. interesting too. There's no service record from the court no itself. Service. No service record at all. So he hasn't been served anything. This case was opened in March. We just find out about it August 15th. But who opened the case, the state or the wife or ex-wife? The ex-wife. Okay. So she had to have, okay, now listen to this is what, okay, this is where DCF or child protective services comes involved. You could go online to your local state and you can go on to DCF or child protective services or whatever it is, family court, family law or whatever, family protection, whatever. Every state has a different name for it. Um, and you can go on there and you can make a claim against your ex at any time. And you're allowed to do that every six months that they will go back and relook at all of your records, all of your stuff, have you do a worksheet. And what she did was she just sat around one day and thought, you know what? He's having sex. He's enjoying his life. He's moved on. I don't know if I like that anymore. I'm a jilted lover, and I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to show him. And boy, toop, and that's what they do. This, That's all it takes for women to be able to issue a new look at child support for rearage, all that stuff. It's as simple as going in and a one-page application asking the state to step in for you. And then the computer, then the computer, and I bet you there's, I bet you even though the judge signed off of it, the computer's the one that generated it. Nobody actually looked at this case. Nobody's actually spent time on it. Nobody's no one, looked at no the history. No one oh, she have. lawyered up. She lawyered up. She got a law firm out of Denver and um, he he brought this case. Um, attorney David Lamb brought this case and, and you know, didn't serve us properly. But um, again, the kids aren't kids anymore they're, they're they're adults you know one our oldest is pushing 30 um you know this isn't a, a child case and and the oh, wait, thing wait, is wait. is that john way, was out of work for I about 16 months in there was supposed and to be at that point shannon making over six figures a year she would have been paying him child support so had we gone to court she would have been owing him money yet she and we didn't put it in writing because she didn't want that so so now she comes out of the woodwork you know just completely reneging on the oral argument and now presenting paperwork to the court that makes john look like he was some deadbeat when not only did he overpay, but he also had, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in non-conforming child support, again, which the court doesn't seem interested in hearing about either. Right. Well, th this is a sad part of this is that you now are guilty until you can figure out how to prove yourself innocent. And the problem is, is this is this is a lot of court of administration where you're not going to get uh, the justice you need. And I uh, walking on eggshells. Well, get a chance to read the book, Walking on Eggshells. You will find that it will be very uh, cathartic for you, uh, very therapeutic for you to be able to see how this has all worked. The gentleman who wrote the book, uh, Walking on Eggshells, is actually has a very similar story, but I think if I remember right, his wife took the kids overseas. Uh, and then he couldn't, then he couldn't really do anything. But then the state courts where he lived were still trying to get him for child support to pay to a woman who doesn't live in the same country and doesn't allow him to see his kids. Even though she was contempt of court for not letting the kids for child visitation, 
they still enforce the child support. So uh, walking on eggshells, that gentleman, I don't know if he's still doing uh, uh, husband advocacy or not, um, but I would say that that would be a great read for you, at least not just for therapeutic reasons, but also kind of putting together a plan of action on how to make this work. Uh, the sad part of this, I want to ask you this question, John. What part of the $650,000 is going to go directly to the children? Zero. Then it's not child support. No. I mean, there's, there, is a, there is a component of the child support that she waived right. Um, right. in that 2017 agreement. But um, <laughs> she doesn't well, – I mean, maybe she'll – She's been taking uh, trips, you know, with with them to Europe, to Hawaii, right. uh, you know, Christmas trips, all of which I would love to do, but can't afford to do. Well, it sounds like she's struggling because she didn't go to Paris. I mean, obviously, that's, you know, I'm just kidding. I, I, who knows? You know, maybe it was a bad time of the year. It wasn't spring in Paris. Yeah, yeah, fall. yeah. She wants so to see I, the orange blossoms or the I, you know, cherry blossoms. It's just from a personal level, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking that... I can't do some of the things that I should be allowed to do financially for the kids. Did you, oh, mean, by the way, did you know that bankruptcy after a divorce for men is like a 90 percentile? Hmm. All, oh, I didn't know that, men, but it makes sense. All men, it makes sense. you look it up statistically, it's like, I, I don't know if it's, it may be, let's say it's 50 percent. That's still too much. If 50% yeah. of the men who get divorced have to claim bankruptcy, and I think it's usually within the first year. So the fact that you took a little time, uh, you're kind of outside the norm, but I, I experienced it as well. Uh, I claimed, I did I did bankruptcy only because my ex-wife's bills rotated over to me, and so I claimed bankruptcy on her bills, which was like $75,000. It was a really small bankruptcy, but it, I didn't want to pay her bills. So I paid 2500 bucks in lawyer fees and, and claimed bankruptcy on her stuff. Um, but yeah, that's a real thing. I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's a problem. And, uh, but I got divorced 25 years ago. So don't, don't, don't use my numbers with your numbers. I mean, I got divorced a long, long time ago, but I also shut down my business and, uh, quit making money. So I was making $14 an hour when I got divorced. So my numbers were different than yours. <laughs> so I made sure I was trying to win that little battle there. Uh, I, w I asked her half of what's half of nothing. And I, she's like, what does that mean? I said, well, half of nothing's nothing. And that's what you're going to get. So I sold everything off and shut down my company. And because I didn't want to pay her alimony for, you know, for 15 years. So I didn't think it was right. Um, so, okay. So what is your, what, what is your attorney? Do you say you got an attorney so far? Mm -hmm. And what? Well, was he hopeful? We, we, yeah, the first one was was rather disappointing. The one who suggested we should leave the country. Maybe um, I mean that's pretty honest, though. I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, and 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 not terribly inspiring. Right. The next we had, uh, we're we're working with right now, seemed very you know sort of procedural, and you know we have to go that route. Uh, fortunately, Maureen has has. Um, Paralegal background has been rather creative and has already filed some motions. Mm -hmm. But I got to tell you, after joining these groups and, and hearing what other fathers have gone through, this is a this is a huge problem. It's an epidemic. And this is this is systemic. Remember, they use that for racism. This I, is actually right. This it is, is actually, it is genuinely systemic. This is actually right? by yeah. definition of the word. This is what systemic means. Yeah, exactly. So. Precisely. And so uh, we're going to make an effort, I think, in sort of the court of public opinion and and show some of these just 
catastrophic situations where where men and you know in some cases women their lives are ruined mm-hmm. by the court system. Yeah, I mean not they're not it's disadvantaged or it's onerous. Their lives are ruined. Yeah. Period. Well, here's the the thing, though. A lot of times, if you don't have your uh, child support right, they'll suspend your driver's license. Um, They will not allow you to do certain things or certain government activities. It will go on your background check. Certain companies will not hire you. Um, It turns into a real death spiral, this whole thing. John Kennedy over on Clout Hub, he actually has a great comment here. What his ex-wife is doing to him should be classified as a crime of fraud, and she should be prosecuted. Unfortunately, we know that there is no justice under this quickly crumbling injustice system. I mean, here's a problem. Yeah, that's a, that's a point right now. We see that uh, Trump and others are being charged with things that were, I've done the same crime. I asked for 11,000 votes in Georgia, and uh, I guess I'm a felon now. But the sad part of it is, how are we supposed to re- respect the court systems when there is no mutual respect or fair and balanced decision making, how can you go to the courts and say, hey, thank you for doing, not doing, doing, do it, not doing, doing your, wait, what have you done for me? What have you done to make us both feel like this was an equitable agreement? A lot, lot like the king's, uh, was it King Solomon who said, let's cut the baby in half um, to see who really cares. And I use that analogy in my, uh, my custody hearing with my kids. Is like, I would rather say, this is what I want for my kids. Not what I want or who she is, but I just genuinely want what's good for the kids. Your situation is just a money grab, and I think that this is actually abuse. I really do. I don't know how you else how you classify it. Oh, this is look. The abuse has been going on a long time. This is just the most recent, and there was a big gap. Twenty seventeen until now, it's been you know. Now was that signed and notarized by her? I mean, this agreement. Was this a court agreement? I mean, why is it that no one's representing this twenty seventeen agreement? It was oral, and we're not allowed to have the witnesses in court. They, the court, the the way the laws are written in Colorado is they simply won't allow it. Um, you know, they always encourage you to to solve things outside of court. The courts are overburdened, so then you do that with two lawyers and a therapist, get a new agreement and witnesses, and they simply won't allow the witnesses to testify or any unwritten agreement. What? Well. And I'll also yeah. add, I know um, I always thought court was about having witnesses, but not in this case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, well, uh, that's and, a little, go ahead. I was going to say, we always, the part of the, part of the reason why we, we felt like uh, the verbal agreement was mutual is that we wouldn't go back and reopen the case for her. She would potentially owe 50 to a hundred thousand dollars in child support back. Right. Given just just the numbers just the facts the way the court calculates it yeah so we i i chose not to do that i chose to just if you'll let the balance of this go mm-hmm. agree that i've overpaid to date yeah and that we you go on your way i wish you the best right. we will go on our way and that seems like a civil way to deal with it. at the time she agreed that seems simple. There. I mean, that makes everything just go away. So everything in the future doesn't exist. Everything in the past is all same, same. We're done. We're out. Um, I did a similar thing with my uh, my ex. Uh, she Her car got repoed, and so I had to go pay the balance of her car off. And I said, okay, we're good, right? And so I had a lawyer write it up that this takes care of those things. But he did file it with the courts. It just doesn't sound like the court systems. It sounds like there's some laziness going on. And some ineffective counsel that happened there where um, 
I think that they really, I mean, they really screwed you and screwed both of you, by the way. Here's the thing. For her to think that she's the victim, and even though she isn't, is actually victimization by the court because it's given her a false hope that somehow she was wronged. And it's not. So they, they, there's blood on the court's hands here as far as I'm, I mean, this does not make sense to me what's going on here when the courts are really going past what the courts have done. And here's the other thing. Where's DCF or Child Protective Services? Where have they been for 17? We're in 14, 13, right? 20, 2023. I mean, that's six, seven years. I mean, where have they been? Why haven't they been garnishing your wages? Why haven't they been doing all this? And why all of a sudden the hammer comes in now because someone tickled her ear and thought she could go back and get a few zeros? I don't yeah. I don't understand that. So, um, well, John, you're at fault for moving on with your life. And that is the greatest sin that you've created here. And I will tell you, and uh, having lived through this, the sad part of it is, is this is usually when it happens. Mine didn't do these things until I got remarried and then I moved back to Wichita because I was bringing my, I had my custody of my kids, full custody of my kids. And I said, Hey, I'm going to move back to Wichita. That way the kids are near you. Rebecca's going to, she's, my daughter was deaf. Lori had gotten sick and um, the services were going to be better for her in Wichita than they were in Phoenix. And so I moved back and within a year, that's what we saw. Cause I, I think it was just too much for her to see that the kids were happy. I was happy. And she's like, you know what I need? I need those kids from him. Cause that's not going to make him happy. And, uh, boy, I get some zeros out of the deal as well. And the sad part of it, John, I think at the end of the day, no matter what you think you did or didn't do, it's because you were happy because you bothered to move on and you didn't include her. That's really what Mm -hmm. it is. I mean, Maureen, Maureen, uh, tell me, tell me how a woman thinks in that situation. Am I that far off? Uh, well, I personally don't think that way, but I think there are many women that do it's, um, that they're still single, that they're, they're wallowing in anger. And, um, you know, men are visual creatures, women are relational creatures and to have a relationship flounder like that. And women are still wired, uh, prehistorically, you know, you lose, you lose the, your man, you lose the protection of the village and you're screwed. And you see women lose their minds when they get divorced. And and if they don't get therapy and realize I make six figures in my own right, I don't need a village anymore. I live in modern day I America. I thought women were independent the, of men. But I thought the you guys... wiring is still there and, and they lose it. And, and um, you know, bitterness and anger will, will eat all of us up. And um, when that goes unchecked and unhelped, you know, we end up in situations like this. And unfortunately we have a court system that feeds it um, instead of trying to end it and, and that's that's really tragic. Um, what we hope to do is to, um, you know, bring some awareness uh, about this, but but, but elicit change. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to get, you know, these these rules changed in the courts. Um, and so we were going to start a group called Down But Not Out Fathers for Justice. Mm-hmm. Um, and my hope is to get a group of lawyers throughout the country, conservative lawyers that are willing to um, help dads in every state um, overcome this and, you know, redefine some of these laws. These cases need to go to the Supreme Court and have some of these laws redefined for the lower courts um, because how they're being interpreted by these lower level judges in the family court is a joke. I mean, they're left so wide open that they can just interpret them how they feel on that day, you know, whether or not they like your hair that day. Um, and, it, and it's simply not fair. Well, and you're absolutely right on that. Now think about this, this, um, this guy who wrote this book and I'm looking at it right now, stop walking on eggshells. There's one here walking on eggshells, navigating the delicate relationship. Um, and I'm trying to see, I, I hate Google and I hate Amazon both. I mean, I'm not on Google, but 
uh, DuckDuckGo. But walking on eggshells, navigating the delicate relationship between adults and children and parents. Uh, I think that's if that I think that was the one I was talking about. Um, how to? I'm gonna have to look this up. I had to, I'm, I'm gonna keep going. But anyway, John, for you, um, have you been able to contact other men? Have you been able to find other groups where you at least feel like you're being heard? Well, we just, uh, this has just happened so recent. I mean, I've just been, I've been shocked at the anecdotal stories we heard from the the, the first and second lawyer, right. and they talk about it like, well, this is just the way it goes, you know. Men men apparently have to go to pr- go to jail and commit suicide all the time based on these, you know, on these court renderings. And I'm just like, wait a second, why, <laughs> why does why is this happening? And so we, we reached out to a lot of them, you know, I've just sort of started the process, but, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, the, the lawyers don't help. I mean, the lawyers are not your friend. Uh, they're, they're there to make money and, and perpetuate the process. They love the technicalities and the writing back and forth and the mm-hmm. nonsense. Listen, this would, in, in the old days, this would be solved in about five minutes. Right. You know, you you make this much, you paid this much. Is that fair? I mean, how much more do you really need? Yeah. Then, you know, were you a good father? Did you continue to be a good father? Yes. I mean, everybody knows what a good father and what a, a bad father is. Right. And I was a really good father and I continue to try to be a good father. So, I mean, this doesn't need to even be in the court. It 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 likely never did. Yeah. You know, and so I don't know, it's it's frustrating. It's it's really depressing to hear some of these other stories. And, you know, I guess if you're going to make a stand and you're going to, you know, try to do the right thing, you know, this is the time for me. I mean, yeah, well, I don't I have mean, anything to lose. Second, you get pushed to a point where you don't have anything to lose. The second phase of your life is now going to be an advocate for other men as opposed to going out and finding yourself a hobby like racing dirt bikes or monster trucks, you got to go and fight for other men who go through all this stuff, right? Well, I might find a little time for a hobby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I get it. So, but that's all you can do though. Buy a fish, $30 fishing pole. And that's all you get, buddy. The rest of that stuff, (laughs) you know, I mean, I mean, think about that. You've had to reevaluate your life and suddenly start looking at things differently. I mean, I, I, like I said, you're, you're probably lucky that your kids are, are of age and you're not having to deal with going back and, or accusing you of, of, of false accusations because that's really um, what happens as well is that if they can't get it with the money, they can't get it with the courts, well, then here comes the accusations and then the courts get back involved and you have that whole de- you know destruction of your life. So you have to defend yourself over and over again. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I look at it as a, I'm going to try to do it with grace and, and um, you know, try to continue to do the right thing. I'm not going to stand for it, but... Right. Uh, you know, we'll do the best we can, but I'm not going to, you know, never wrestle with pigs. You know, you both get dirty and, and they like it. And I, I, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to, uh, take the high road as I always have. And where we have these blistering text disagreements, I would just say namaste at the end, because what's the point? perpetuating the hate is, is it's just not healthy for anyone. And maybe at some point my kids will, will look back and say, you know, dad was a pretty good guy. He tried to do the right thing. And, um, 
And let me let me give you some hope, John. And I know what you're I know what you're feeling right now. And listen to me. Um, it took ten years, and I. My daughter, who was the one that I, 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 she wanted to make, she made the choice that she wanted to stay with mom. And because even in the mediator said that she was mom's caretaker, uh, that mom relied on her for emotional and this and that. And I will tell you that it took 10 years and I received just, just a month or so ago, um, a text message that said, dad, I was sorry. I, dad, I am sorry. Um, you were there. You were the one who was consistent. You were the one that this and that. And I will tell you, if you stand strong and you stay steady and you are that rock, um, you will find that people will gravitate towards back, back towards you. And not so much your ex, which is not the victory you're looking for, but the children will come back. And I, and I know it may not be in your time, but it will be at the right time. And when my daughter, she reached out to me, um, it was a relief. Uh, it was nice. Mm-hmm. It, uh, and I, and I did a little inside my head, I did a little, you know, a little happy dance and said, you know what? I was right. Um, I did what I was supposed to do. I stood up what I was supposed to. I was the right guy, did the right things. And I will tell you, man, right now, if someone told me 10 years ago that she would have come back and said, Hey, you know, and I have four kids. So, um, that she was the one that was the one that really hurt me. You know, it was cause she was the soft one. She was a squishy one. She was the one that was always just, you know, you didn't have to discipline her. She was just a good kid, did good things and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, but she did side with mom. And that is hard when you see that because you're like, man, I just, I got to convince you that you, you don't know what you're doing. But at the the end of the day, uh, John, I will say that I did have it. I did not force the conversation. I did not engage. I did not do all those things. And eventually time did heal that. But like I said, you may lose 10 years to it. Um, you may lose time with her and I, and I hope you don't or her, him, her, I don't know what your exact thing is, but I, I will tell you that this does come back out, out of the wash or proof is in the pudding or however you want to say it. Um, have a, as a man who ended up getting full custody of his kids, I will tell you that it's a long, hard road, but be the solid guy that you are. Uh, you obviously have a great support in your wife, uh, and the two of you together, uh, with her there with you, that will give you that time. And there will be times you're questioning everything you're doing. And don't give up. Don't give in. Uh, and just be who you need to be. If you're a solid guy, you're going to come out on the end. And just just work through it. The zeros, if that's what she thinks she needs and that's where you got to be, put it on a payment plan. Figure it out. Um, but remember, you reacting and how you react defines you and how she acts and reacts defines her. And that is, at the end of the day, the zeros mean nothing. And I know that doesn't mean anything to you right now. And I just want you to remember those words as you go through this, that uh, if you are on the right side and you are the right guy, this will all come out. It'll be fine and you'll be okay. Uh, maybe you didn't get to spend the zeros on what you wanted and she's going to go get her nails done. That defines her. So I'm just giving you that little bit of hope there, John. The kids will come around. It sounds like your son is already having intelligent conversations with you and, and gets it. And that, that is infectious. That will help. Okay. So, so anyway, Thanks. uh, last couple of minutes here, give, give me something, John, uh, as you go through this, get, how can people help you? How can people find you? Uh, do you have a website or what are you doing? Or do you just want to come back and give us an update as things go along? Yeah, I think we're, we're going to create a, a website. Uh, we just reached out to a lot of the, the different men's groups. Um, 
I'm I'm going to you know make an effort here. I mean, we we have a various platform. Maureen has a, a terrific um, group of uh, people she works with that have access to promote uh, this effort. And why not? I mean, if you're gonna you're gonna die on a hill, this is a good hill to die on. Try to make change within the courts and and uh, just you know trying to tr- trying to root for common sense. You know, trying to root for decency in the courts and trying to do things that that um, it you know change that will make a difference um, is is it's certainly worth my efforts and my time, and that's what we're going to try to do. We'll, I'd love to come back when we we have you know more solid uh, a website to go to. Yeah, you know, maybe some some help uh, with the legal fees, which are going to be crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. so. Well, as you go through this process, as you get going, you know, month or so, things kind of, there's a time stamp or a milestone that kind of comes up. Get back a hold of them. You guys got my number and uh, we'll get you back on. We'll talk about what's really going on here. And that way you guys don't have to feel like you just, you're out on an island by yourself. And I know there'll be others that will reach out to you. There will be people that step up. Uh, I sad part of it is, is a lot of times this is a fight you almost do in silence. And you suffer in silence and you do all those things in silence because it gets very embarrassing. Uh, you feel mm-hmm. like you just, you go on, you're spinning your wheels, you're saying, repeating yourself, over explaining, and uh, just hang in there, guys. Uh, John Candy made another comment. Uh, is there any possibility that his daughter or a good female friend of his ex wife could have a heart to heart conversation with the ex, woman to woman, to begin with? God doesn't like what you're doing. I'm worried about dad's and or John's welfare. Just a suggestion. I'm really sure. Uh, I'm sure he already pondered this. Uh, again, it's finding that advocate, right? Finding that person that maybe could start dropping common sense dimes. But if she's got a lawyer, all all he's looking for is zeros too. If she's willing to pay him, or he gets a chunk of this money, again, you got a person who's going to make money off of you, so they're going to fight against you as hard as they can. For sure. Well, that's a, that's a good point, though. I mean, I did do that. I did. Matter of fact, it's funny. I called her best friend. Mm-hmm. And I've I've talked to her in the past when we were having challenges with our oldest son. I had to the 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 bitterness around that uh, was so strong, and our oldest was really having challenges. I called her best friend mm-hmm. to facilitate a meeting so that she would focus on the on the well being of our oldest son. Right. I reached out to her a week ago, just after this, and I I told her what was going on. And she's a wonderful person, and maybe she'll take that approach. Right. But you know, uh, if men don't have that support mechanism, we don't have that group. I don't talk yeah. to her all the time, right. so this right. is a call out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, God works in mysterious ways. Maybe you know, maybe she's able to get, uh, you know, get to her. But um, right. I, I think the more this gets out. Yeah. And the more people know about it, the more she's going to have to answer uh, those personal questions. Yeah. You know, why? Why are you, this is indecent? Why can't you just do the decent thing? Absolutely. And yeah. Yeah, that's a real that's a real sad part of this is that you have to be the victim. You have to be the beggar person. You have to put it all together while she sits back and, and, and says, oh, you're a bad guy. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. I'm going to get you out of here so I can close out the show. But John, keep in touch. Miriam, keep in touch as things go along. And uh, if you move to another country, you know, let me know so we'll get a hold of you. (laughs) Thanks, Jim. And you can find John on Facebook, John Serena on Facebook. 
Very good. All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon, all right? Thank you. You bet. Bye-bye. All right. Well, guys, again, this is a situation where we're finding our courts not doing what they should, not being who they should be. They're out there making sure to get the zeros, go after people, victimize, victimize them without actually doing any research or due diligence in the case because they don't have to. Laziness actually is on their side, and that's why they do what they do because no one's there to check them. And these are un untethered bureaucracy individuals who are not elected officials, who don't have to have the, you know any type of... Um, you know, worry about their job. I mean, yeah, they may lose their job, but nobody's prosecuting them. They have prosecutable immunity, remember? Even though the Constitution says they don't, but that's what the problem is, is that we don't exercise the law according to our Constitution because we don't read our own Constitution. You need to read your Constitution. All right, guys. Well, guys, thank you so much for being here. Remember the 10% we do for our neighbor, community, city, county, state, the federal government. The, the more you do for them, the less to do for you. Learn how to be selfless and not so damn selfish. The world will be a far, far better place. Remember, hold the line. Hold, uh, hold the line. Hold fast. Do not give up. Do not give in. We will win. I promise. I don't make promises. I can't keep, guys. You've always been the answer out there. Remember, the Constitution limits the government, but never limits you. You are the answer. Do not forget that. All right, guys. I'm going to get out of here. I'm Jim Price the Jim Price Show Daily Update. You guys will be good to each other out there, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.